Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for December 2nd, 2019. Before I get into the message, I just want to say that I trust that you had an amazing Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, I hope that you ate too much and that you were surrounded with people you love and people who love you. And uh, and so let, let's get into this word. I know that Isabella and I, we had a great weekend, and now I'm ready to communicate the word, continue this series, and I'm excited about closing out the year strong. So I've been teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is part 58 of the overall series, and the title of today's message is Do Not Boast in Your Own Works. Listen, as a believer, you got to be free, man, especially born-again believer, New Testament believer. You got to be free of the bondage of the law, free from performance-based religion. So we've been studying the grace that Jesus came to provide us. Uh, the foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Let's read those for you. The Bible says in John 1 and 14 that the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so we've been doing like a, a comparing contrast between the law that was given by Moses and the grace and truth that was has been provided by Jesus Christ. And we are supposed to live in the grace of God. We're supposed to live by the grace of God. So the apostle Paul did an amazing job of teaching this to the believers in Galatia. We studied Galatians chapter three, chapter four, chapter five. Today, I want us to jump to chapter six as I start to wrap up what the apostle Paul taught to the Galatians, and then we'll go to something else in this series. I want to read for you Galatians chapter six, verses 12 and 13 from the Passion Bible translation. This is towards the end of the apostle Paul's letter. He's kind of giving a, a summary, and this is what he says. He's writing, he says, all those who insist that you must be circumcised are recruiting you so that they can boast in their own works. Those who are focused on works, on circumcision, they're doing so because they want to, they want to be able to boast in their own works. They are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of the Messiah. I'll deal with that tomorrow. Not even those who are circumcised are keeping every detail of the written law. They're lying to you. Yet they push you to be circumcised so that they can boast in the fact that you could be like them, right? So they're saying, hey, be like me, be like me in my works. So what does this mean to you today? I told you that the title of today's message is do not boast in your own works. But what does this mean to you today on this Monday morning for us to set the tone for the whole week? I have two things to share with you. I want you to rid yourself of every distraction and hear now what the Holy Spirit is saying through me. Two things. Number one, here we go. People who focus on works want to boast in their own ability. They want to be able to say, hey, be like me. Like, you know, they'll say, hey, get circumcised so that now, I mean, I, this is a work that I did and now I want you to be able to do it so that you could be like me so that I could feel better about the thing that I did because basically now I'm, I'm being righteous by my own works and not by anything else. And so, so the apostle Paul said, all of these people who are insisting, who are telling you who are, you guys were never Jews. And these were Jews that got circumcised on the eighth day. They got circumcised when they were babies. And now you're not a Jew. And now you're born again and you're in Christ. And they're trying to make you get circumcised so that they can feel better about themselves. They're saying they're recruiting you so that they can boast in their own works. The apostle Paul went to great lengths to teach the believers in Galatia to get their focus off of human works. 
and onto the finished work of Jesus. But he knew that people there would fight them like tooth and nail, religious people. They would fight the message of God's free grace. He knew that they would fight it and they fought it back then and they're still fighting it today. Religious people today don't like the message of grace because they want to focus on their works because it makes them feel better about themselves. Religious people fight this message because they want to focus on what they do or what they fail to do and then want to tell others about, hey, this is how I live. This is how you live right. So don't do this and do that. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. And they don't realize it. One, they're doing it because they want to feel better about themselves. But number two, they I don't think that they honestly realize that they are actually being self-righteous. <laughs> they're trying to be righteous by works instead of righteous by faith in the finished work of Jesus. So they're putting all this emphasis on works, one, to feel better about themselves, two, to make other people feel bad. And I'll deal with that guilt and shame here in a minute. But, but what they're doing is that they're being self-righteous. If that's you, I live this way. Don't be self-righteous. If you're righteous, it's only because of what Jesus did. You are not righteous because of what you do. You're not righteous because of what you fail to do. If you are righteous, it is only because of what Jesus did. See, religious people love rules because they love to point out when other people break the rules. They do this in an attempt to cast guilt and shame on other people as if guilt and shame are good motivators. Listen, guilt and shame are not good motivators. I was raised in a very religious environment and I lived with guilt and shame most of my life until I gave my life to Jesus when I was 23 years old. And this is no way to live, especially when those who are casting the guilt and casting the shame and putting up an image of perfection are actually living a lie. They're not perfect and their facade of perfection is actually more damaging than they realize. People who live this way, listen, and I'm, I'm telling you, these are, are good people. I know like good intention people, they're not doing this to be out of malice, really. They, you know, they, they think they're doing the right thing. And so they are convinced in their own minds that they're doing what's right, that they're doing this for God. You can be sincere and sincerely wrong. <laughs> they're doing this, but they don't realize that they are not representing Jesus the right way, even though they think they are. They, they think that they're living holy, but they're not resting in the holiness that Jesus provided. And they think that they're, they're doing this for Jesus, but they're actually driving people away from Jesus. And Paul explains that they're doing this because deep down inside, deep down on the inside, pointing out the flaws of other people actually makes them feel better about themselves. And this is not the gospel. This is not what Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die so that we could have this religious facade. And when you go around pointing out people's flaws and their faults and their failures as if you are perfect, that's not what Jesus died for. That's not the gospel. If you are going to boast, Paul says, man, boast in what Jesus did. If the, our only boast must be in the Lord. The apostle Paul, number two, I only have two points for you this morning. People who claim to be perfect are just being dishonest. The Apostle Paul said, not even those who are circumcised keep every detail of the written law. Yet they push you to be circumcised so that they can boast and say, now you're like me. I want you to be like me instead of being like Jesus. J James said it this way, Jesus' brother. James said, if you attempt to keep the law, like you're attempting to, to live a good life, you know, I'm, I'm complying with the rules. 
but you just break one of the rules. If you break one of the rules, and there was the Ten Commandments, and then you know the six hundred three other uh, commandments. If you break just one, this is James two and ten. James said, then you're guilty of breaking them all. You. That's why you can't live by the rules because the rules were not designed to make us right. The rules were designed to get us to the end of ourselves. The rules were designed to teach us that we needed a savior. That savior came and his name is Jesus. Jesus came to deliver you, to deliver me from performance-based religion. We are delivered from that. John made it clear in 1 John 1 and 8 uh, that if you claim to be without sin, then you are a liar and the truth is not in you. So if you're walking around, you know, putting up this facade, this image that you are without sin, that you never sin. Now, I do I don't believe we should live in sin. No. I mean, I'm not sinless, but we should sin less, right? But I'm not going around putting up this image that look that we that we never sin and that you're wrong for sinning and you did this wrong, you did this wrong and you're focused on on works and the spotlight is on you and and this image of self-righteousness, then John was like, "Man, you're a liar." Because you know you sin. Let's, if you are honest with yourself, then you know that you're not perfect. So don't live a lie. Be honest with God, be honest with yourself, and be honest with other people. If you are righteous, it is only because of Jesus. If you are holy, it is only because you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. If you are going to boast in anything, your boast should be in what Jesus did, not in what you do, not in what you fail to do. So don't lie to yourself. Don't attempt to be self-righteous. Rest in the finished work of Jesus. Accept everything Jesus did and accept the reality his reality for your life, the plans that he made for you before the world began. As I close, let me just say this. When you get to the point where you know you are who you are by the grace of God, right? I am who I am by the grace of God. And and whatever I am, whatever I'm not is all given to God. And now at that point, and you know that you're not living by performance-based religion, man, you are free. You are free to be the man, the woman that God called you to be. You are free to be led of the Holy Spirit and to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do every day. And at that point, it's hard to look down on others. It's hard to look down on someone on someone else when you realize how jacked up you are. So if you know that you're messed up and you know that you only are who you are by the grace of God, then you're not going to look down on other people and you're not going to put up a false image. You're going to let people know that we are who we are by God's grace, that Jesus died for all people, that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you will be forgiven of your sin. You will be washed in his blood. You will be filled with his spirit. And the Holy Spirit will tell you that you are called according to the plans and the purpose of God that he made for you before the world began. And so no, you're not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for you. And no, you will never be self-righteous, but Jesus was righteous for you. And God took your sin and put it on Jesus. And God now takes his righteousness and puts it on you. And you are who you are by the grace of God. And you can do all things because Christ gives you the strength to do it. And God is living in you. And he gives you the words and he performs the work. And your life is all about him. And it's not about you. And if you are going to boast, you're not going to boast in your works. You're going to boast in him and everything that he called you to be. And so this is how we're supposed to live. This is the gospel. This is grace. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, declare this. Say, Father, I refuse to boast in my own works. I know I could never be good enough, but Jesus was good enough for me. I know I am far from perfect, but Jesus was perfect for me.
I am not self-righteous. I am righteous by faith in Jesus's finished work. I am not a self-made man. I am a God-made man. My only boast is in you and what you call me to do. So I refuse to look down on others because I know my performance did not bring me divine success. I only am who I am and what I am because of you. I am a recipient of your grace and I now extend grace to others. You have freed me from performance-based religion. You now use me, Father, to help others get free as well. We will change the world. We will do this by your grace. We will do this for your glory. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big subscribe button. Subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. You head into this day right now, resting in everything Jesus did for you. You are who you are by the grace of God. There's nothing you can't do because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. So it's not you doing it. It's the Father. He lives in you. He gives you the words and he performs the work. Do me a favor before you leave the screen, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Let's let everyone everywhere know about Jesus. I love you and God loves you too. Have an amazing day and an amazing week. God bless you.